Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Stabby Snippets here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Jessica. Hey! And today, we are going to be talking about a case that is a huge, hot topic right now. It is the Skylar Richardson case, or she's also known as Brooke Skylar Richardson. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. It's got a lot of info here for you. Probably going to make you angry, just like it made me angry <laughs> learning about this shit. So, Aww. yep. Okay. So some background here first, as always. Brooke Skylar Richardson essentially in 2017 was living her best life on the surface, of course. She was a senior in high school. She was a cheerleader. She had a new boyfriend. Had it all, as you would say. The American dream. Mm-hmm. Well, per usual, <laughs> things were about to take a dark turn. So it was spring of 2017, and Brooke, who, like I said, is Skylar, but like Skylar's her middle name, and that's just what she goes by. So mm-hmm. she's going to be Skylar from here on out. She was getting ready for prom. Well, prior to this, her mother, Kim, noticed she was getting pretty, pretty chummy with her boyfriend that she had at the time. His name is Brandon Saylor. So, of course, like a responsible mom, she made her an appointment to go get birth control at her OB's office. So she went to her appointment on April 26th of 2017. And this is when shit would start to go down. For our listeners out there who are not of the variety to need an OB appointment, a pregnancy test is pretty routine. They have to. Yes, they have to. Just usually a quick check. It's like, okay, cool. Pee, done. <laughs> drink lots of water before you go yes yes but in this case it would be life-changing so skylar's test came back positive and her doctor placed her around 32 weeks pregnant holy shit she says she had no idea and pretty expectedly was freaking the fuck out right she's 17 18 years old she's a senior the one who would be the father of this child 
they had only dated for a very short time, which, you know, normal for teenagers. And after they broke up, basically, she blocked him on social media, he says. And then, like, now she has this new boyfriend. So she was just like a quote that she had said was, I can't have this baby. Please don't tell my parents. And basically, she still needed the prescription for the birth control so her mom wouldn't be asking questions. Okay. Mm hmm. So Dr. William Andrew obliged and put in the prescription for Skylar, but he did urge her to come back for a follow-up appointment for care since she's had none and to tell her parents as soon as possible. So Skylar would not be returning to the doctor's office while she was pregnant and would be avoiding all of their calls in attempt to get her to schedule an appointment. Now, May 5th of that same year, Skylar would attend prom with Brandon. She wore a very form-fitting red gown to prom. And these will probably be one of the pictures that I post for this episode. Um, mm-hmm. If not, it's a pretty popular one. Now, you're probably wondering, how the fuck did no one see a bump in a tight, form-fitting dress? Skylar had a history of an eating disorder, so her weight would actually fluctuate quite a bit. And same thing with her menstrual cycles. Like, it wasn't uncommon for her to not have them that kind of thing, Mm. if you're familiar with eating disorders and all being at low weights and things like that can affect that. So with her current weight gain she had had, though, her basically her family and friends took it as her being like healthier and they kind of described her as like looking healthy and curvy and radiant, which is also adjectives for being pregnant. But, you know, Mm. when you see the photo, if you didn't know You can kind of see she has a little bit of a tummy, but it's not like a huge ass bump like you would think. She is very small in stature. Hindsight, you're like, it's there. But if you didn't know, I mean, okay, fine, fair enough. Mm -hmm. The next day on May 6th, she went to a Cincinnati Reds game with family, even though she wasn't feeling well and had some cramps. Now, this might seem just kind of trivial and just pointless, but cramps in pregnancy, not a good sign. Not a good sign, no. So here we are the next day, May 7th of 2017. This would be the night she delivered her daughter, who she'd later name Annabelle. Even to this day, we don't have concrete evidence of what exactly happened that night, but basically I'm going to go over what she said happened. So she said she woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains again. She went into the bathroom, basically thinking like she had to go to the bathroom. And uh, if you're a mom, you know what that means. She delivered Annabelle. It's like you're going to poop a baby. (laughs) She said when the baby was born, she did not have a pulse and she wasn't breathing and she was also extremely white. Yes. And in an interrogation video, because there's tons of videos on this whole case, her father asked about the umbilical cord. Like, what the fuck did you do? And basically she was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that was just fucking weird to me. One of my first flags. That doesn't just like fall out of you. And then there's the afterbirth. And then there's a whole mess. And we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm going to get sidetracked. We're going to get into it. I mean, the placenta would detach and come out, but it's not just like a, oh, it fell off and walked away. Like, (laughs) it would be there. Mm -hmm. Yes. We'll get to personal thoughts at the end. I kind of, I'm trying to keep my bias at the end. (laughs) No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, I I like the input, so it's good. (laughs) Okay. So then she said she would spend the next, quote, few hours crying and holding the baby. After this, she said she did what you're supposed to do with dead bodies, and she buried it. So she went out and grabbed a shovel from their garage or shed or something like that and buried Annabelle in the backyard between some trees. She also grabbed some flowers from her corsage from prom, which I said was the previous night, and took them to place with her, 
One of her grandparents had recently died like the last year, so she said, I remember placing a flower on their grave, so I wanted to do the same. And because these flowers had been in a fire pit, because the family basically is like for paper and stuff like that, they burn stuff in the backyard, you know, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So the flowers were there. So there was some ash and stuff, which will also come into play a little bit later. So she took them and put them with a baby. After this, she says she basically cleaned up all the traces of the birth all by herself, no help. And I just want to point out that night, her parents and her brother, who's I think two years younger than her, were home, but supposedly did not wake up at all during this whole ordeal. They all sleep with noise canceling headphones on? I don't know. Sorry, I just got this moment. I'm like, maybe she delivers like Morticia Adams. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they thought she was about 32 weeks pregnant, but spoiler, when the baby was born and they did the autopsy, they actually discovered the baby was full term. So there's that too. Aww. It was like a full-size baby or should have been a full-size baby. Now, there would be a period of downtime from the night of the delivery and if you go with that she killed the baby, murder. Mm-hmm. Things wouldn't come up to the authorities until July. So not too long, but a couple months. But like I said, some weird shit kind of happened during this little bit of downtime. Automatically the next day, Skylar is acting as if nothing's wrong. She was said to have sent a text to her mom the following day that says, quote, I'm literally so excited for dinner to wear something cute. Yay. My belly is back now. I'm taking this opportunity to make it amazing. Also... She had gone to the gym and was documenting her weight loss and it's like a bunch of selfies like in the mirror and stuff. And another text said, I'm literally speechless with how happy I am. My belly is back. Oh, my God. I'm never, ever, ever, ever letting it get back like this again. You're about to see me look freaking better than before. Oh, my God. My personal opinion with this and the whole everyone was asleep stuff is bullshit. This kind of makes it sound like the mom knew. Yeah, a little bit. And it's also said, and to take a note, that this family was big on appearances. Like, they were, they lived in a nice area. They were, like, well-established, things like that. But especially so her mother. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like she's telling her mom this to get some kind of approval or something, which, if that's the case with some of the stuff I've read about her mom, that would make sense. But on the other hand, basically... Her mom was always supportive because she did have an eating disorder and since she dealt with also self-image issues, which those go hand in hand. Okay, so now we're going to get to July. So on July 12th, Skylar went back to the OB's office for more birth control. She had dropped almost 20 pounds since her last visit and obviously was no longer pregnant. She was seen by another doctor who was Casey Boyce and the doctor had inquired about the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Dr. Boyce said basically she burst out into tears and just kind of like word vomited what happened. So at this point, of course, Dr. Boyce is like, what the fuck? Dr. Andrew, who was a doctor she's seen previously, would be pulled into this just to kind of consult, of course. And then at this point, they filed out the report for the Ohio Department of Health, listing the date of the death for the baby as May 7th and then leaving the cause of death blank since they didn't have all the answers. After this, the report was sent to the coroner's office, who then alerted the police on July 14th. That same day, July 14th, was when the police first interviewed Skylar. She tells them basically the same story she told the doctor and actually takes them straight to the burial site. They said she was visibly upset, but she was cooperative and all that good stuff. So the next day, Dr. Susan Brown would perform the first autopsy on the remains. She would eventually receive more on the 20th. So I don't 
I don't know if maybe some just weren't all collected or exactly what the deal with that is, but they had two rounds with that. The cause of death was, and actually even now today, still is unanswered. The reason being for that because of the condition of the remains, which sadly were just bones at this point. So there was no way for her to determine if the baby was stillborn or not. There was also originally a statement that would later be recanted by Dr. Beth Murray that the bones had been charred, insinuating that maybe Skylar had tried to burn the baby, either alive or post-mortem. Even though this was redacted, this will come up later as a theory in the trial, and the prosecution will kind of like hone in on this. So on July 20th, Skylar was brought in for another interview with the cops, and this was after the whole like the bones had been charred thing. Now, this particular interrogation became a huge tool for the defense So, because they claimed that the cops were being overly aggressive at this point. There was a quote that said, um, the second interrogation of Skylar, that's what this entire case is about, was the defense attorney, which was Charles M. Ritgers. She did deny 17 times in the interrogation that she burnt the baby. And then finally, she just went with, okay, I touched the baby with a lighter to try to cremate her. With a lighter? Apparently, yes. Okay. Yes, but I think it's later in my notes, but I'll just kind of explain this because like what I know makes sense. There's reasons explained why she is saying false stuff because this happens all the time. People say they've committed murders that they haven't and things like that, you know. So sadly, that's kind of like not uncommon to happen sometimes. Right. But if you keep up in true crime news, you've probably seen articles and videos pop up on this case lately. Reason being is because court actually was just started on September 3rd, and it just concluded a few days ago. And the whole trial and everything would last eight days. Mm. Yes, that's all they needed. So during the trial, a psychologist testified that Skylar was sexually abused when she was 12 by a boy she looked up to. And this contributed to a, quote, personality disorder, which she lived to please people and was terrified of rejection. They used that to explain why she would just be like, okay, maybe I did burn the baby. And then her friends and classmates kind of backed this. They said she would always be one to like avoid confrontation and stuff like that. Like if her food would come out wrong, she would never say anything. She didn't want to cause any problems, like nothing like that. And she would always try to be super helpful. Like she would always stack plates, grab the silverware and wipe the table down and like all of that stuff. So this whole thing has just been really weird to people who like actually knew her kind of thing. But like I said, her attorneys and stuff, they focused on this was why she confessed to burning the baby when that wasn't even a fucking thing. And of course, this picked up headlines so fast that got put out right away, even before it could be like recanted. (laughs) And then once it was recanted, it was like already fucking out there. So it's too late. Right. People and most of the time, even when you recant, people don't believe you. Mm -hmm. And she's from a small town, so that doesn't help. There's actually, like, you know, just like any other big high-profile case, there's always Facebook groups, but these ones, you guys got to look at the sources. Some of these groups, there's, like, screenshots, like, on the Cosmo article that I have linked on the sources page. Mm -hmm. There's some crazy shit on there. Like, there's some crazy shit. Anyways, so basically, the prosecution described it as the perfect crime. Her attorneys called it, though, a botched investigation for a troubled teen. Like I said, there's so many articles and videos out there. Like, they live streamed and stuff the whole thing. So you could literally sit for hours and watch it if you want to. Most of my articles that I have in my sources page have some videos, but you just go to YouTube and type in her name and you will find all kinds of shit. 
So basically, since there's like so much of that, I thought kind of for me for kind of retelling you guys this, my way I wanted to do it was kind of lace these details throughout the story because a lot of it, of course, comes back up during the trial. So there's no point in like repeating myself. So the jury took four hours after the eight days of testimony to reach their decision on whether Skylar would be found guilty or not for aggravated murder, involuntary manslaughter, and child endangerment. They did decide to find her not guilty on all of those charges. They believed that the prosecution didn't have enough evidence to prove that Annabelle was alive at the time of her birth. Now, it was also said by jurors that they believed that they came down too hard on her with these charges. I don't agree with that. But I can understand the whole they don't have solid proof if the child was alive, so things would have had to have been done differently is the camp I'm kind of in. But with that said, the judge did convict her on the the felony of abuse of a corpse. Judge Oda sentenced Skylar to seven days in jail, which he noted she already served because she'd been held before, and then only gave her three years of community supervision. That's all she got. Oh, wow. That's not a lot. No. Now, I did want to go ahead and read the transcript of his remarks. I grabbed these off Cincinnati.com before jumping into a couple other little updates and then my personal thoughts and your personal thoughts on this whole thing. So I'm going to go ahead and read this off. So he said, Miss Richardson, we've been living with this case now for over two years. Actually, part of it is still in the Supreme Court, even as we speak right now. And I've always sort of thought of this case, Miss Richardson, as a story of two little girls. Skylar Richardson and Annabelle Richardson. And, you know, I have a daughter about your age, Miss Richardson, and I have a granddaughter about the age that Annabelle would be right now. The jury found the state did not prove that you were guilty of killing your baby, either unintentionally by the way of aggravated murder or recklessly by the involuntary manslaughter. But in all of this mess that we have with this case, I think what often gets overlooked, Miss Richardson, is how precious life is. Your life, Annabelle's life, Life is precious, and it should be protected, and it should be guarded in all respects. I have reviewed all the expert reports in this case. I listened to the experts' testimony in this case. I firmly believe, in fact, I know in my heart that if you would have made different decisions in this case, Annabelle would be here today. And I know this might be difficult for you to hear. Some people are inclined to think to themselves, you know, this is America. We kill unborn babies every day. But I don't look at it that way. And the law does not allow me, Miss Richardson. And the law does not allow me to consider the acts you took prior to giving birth. But I think your choices before birth, during birth, and after show a grotesque disregard for life. So he kind of, as I guess the only way he really could, he pretty much ripped her ass. He's like, this is what's going to happen, but I'm still rip your ass, which I'm glad he did. I'm glad he addressed her directly. And her statement and stuff, you can grab that too to watch it, but it's just really odd. She apologizes, but it's like she doesn't apologize for, you know, what she did to her baby. She essentially apologizes for upsetting people by doing this. How old is she now? I think she just turned 21. She was 18 in 2017. She's like 20, almost 21. So she's like right there. I also wanted to mention that something that was updated today Annabelle's remains have actually been returned to Skylar and her family, and they're planning on having their service, and that did include the father and his family um, to have access as well. And it was just really heartbreaking because the paternal grandmother, you know, of course made statements and stuff and was a witness and all of that and had said, you know, it could have been an option for her to raise the baby. Like, it did not need to go this way and things like that. It's hard to say whether the baby was stillborn or whether the baby was not. But personal thoughts time. 
So, of course, the circus of the small town drama does not help. Like, the people on her street were literally, like, taking pictures of her, like, following her when she was walking and things like that. Even if she's a horrible person, like, no, like, stay the fuck away. Leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. With all of this and just what I've read and what I've watched and the extra aspects with the family and all of their shit, I do feel like something went down with the baby. I feel like the mother did know whether she's going to admit that or not. I feel like there's no way in my brain. It just I can't see it as she would have gave birth by herself been able to go bury it, been able to clean up and just be like, no big deal, whatever. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. And whatever this personality disorder is, I hope they kind of look more into that to get her some help. It doesn't sound like they're going to because from the sounds of it, her family may, and I could be wrong, but it may be one of those camps where it's like, it's the image thing. So they may not be pro about that, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she'd been in any counseling or anything like that, but if she hadn't and maybe she had been, you know, like many other cases, maybe this wouldn't have happened this way. You never know. Totally. I do think the prosecution went about that the wrong way. They definitely should have like not focused on the charred bones thing, considering it was recanted. Mm -hmm. They should have went a different way about it. I mean, too fucking late now, but. We'll never know exactly what happened to Annabelle, and that just breaks my heart, honestly. Yeah, that's really sad because that baby was like full term and everything. And Yeah, so take it away with thoughts. I know you got them. I want to hear them. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like being an 18-year-old girl in a family that seems to have like is like the whole keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Appearance is everything. And I could see how a girl, because I had kind of that family, like if I had gotten pregnant at 18 and or in high school and told my parents, they wouldn't have like done that. But it's hard for me to think that her parents didn't suspect her being pregnant at all because I don't know. It's like you have to just not be paying attention because I'm assuming at some point she had morning sickness, which I get that she had an eating disorder, but that just means that her parents were like, well, she has an eating disorder and not really paying attention. When you said, I don't know how someone could give birth and then go bury the baby. I think about it like this. I think like as a young woman who probably was really scared, you'd never know how her parents treated her. So in the privacy of their home, they could have been abusive. I don't know. And she could have been scared to tell her family like, hey, I had a baby. And I think when people are in that mindset, a lot of times they get into that mode of like, I just have to take care of this and I have to do it quickly and quietly. I know I made the joke about Morticia earlier, like, but I mean, some women, I don't, I don't know. I haven't given birth. I don't know that feeling, but I mean, I think that there was probably a lot of adrenaline that happened. Like, I'm assuming like you giving birth in a hospital surrounded by your family is a little differently than delivering (laughs) by yourself in your bathroom at your house and no one knowing you're pregnant. Yeah. It's also hard for me to think that she didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah, I mean, because she put on almost 20 pounds and she was very focused on that. There was articles and stuff saying, you know, she would be that person that was like she would do like the saran wrap thing and Mm. go running. And like she had like a serious image issue going on. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the, I don't know, like, I know everyone gains weight differently, but it's like, and if you look at the pictures, like, obviously, it's only in her stomach, which is like, you know, that's fine, whatever that happens. Wouldn't you think it's weird if you're only gaining weight in your stomach? Especially if you are someone who is actively trying to get rid of it. Right. 
And it's like, you can feel your baby. You can fucking feel it after a certain point. That's not gas. Sorry. I don't give a fuck what you tell yourself. It's not gas. You can you can tell the difference. So your body tells you you're pregnant. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing with this. I'm just like, I don't get it. And her mom, it sounds like her mom was very aware of her daughter's appearance and things like that, mm-hmm. whether that was a toxic or non-toxic side. Who's to say we aren't there to see the dynamics? So that's why I just call horseshit. This didn't sit right with me. The outcome did not. I mean, she seems to have like a stunted emotional growth where she's not connecting the dots. As far as saying that she's sorry for, you know, upsetting others, I could see where it's almost like hearing her mother say it. If you think about it, like think about like when you've done something wrong in public, like you've embarrassed your parents in public and you're like, and they say things like you embarrassed me in front of all of these people. Like you need to say you're sorry to these people because you made yourself look like a fool or Mm -hmm. it's almost like someone told her like you've upset the whole town. You need to apologize for it. And so she probably is like, the reason I asked, that's why I asked her age is she had this at 18 and I'm pretty sure like, because this is, very traumatic event because it seems to have happened very quickly Mm -hmm. she probably developmentally like stopped right and you can also watch like after she's questioned the very first time her parents come in Mm -hmm. and they're like do you realize what like what you've done like the the way they're talking about it is not like because you killed a baby it's like i've already gotten phone calls from the neighbor right So look how this is affecting me. So, yeah. Mm. Right. So I could see whereas, like, if you go back to that moment in the bathroom, like, if her parents truly didn't know, or maybe her parents had told her to, like, take care of it, make it go away, or something like that, and then she just didn't. We'll never, we'll never really know. But, like, I could see where in that moment she's like, shit, my, my parents can't see this. Yeah. I'm just, like, kind of blown away that on the sentencing. That's all. I'm just like, that's it? Okay. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, they're probably looking at her that she's young. It doesn't seem to be like a malicious killing because it doesn't seem like she like broke its neck or had shaken baby syndrome or anything like that. Yeah, that's the other problem. There's a lot of rumors with this story too. There was some rumors like she had bludgeoned the baby, but obviously that would have been like, fucking out there right that'd have been really easy to be like well your baby's skull unless the baby's skull was fractured because mm-hmm. i'm assuming she didn't get a proper burial container no she just dug a hole in the backyard and threw it in there right and who's to say that she did it right that's what i'm saying like you're not in any shape after giving birth to dig a grave it doesn't matter how shallow it like not like that's what i'm saying somebody has to be doing something like uh- Women in like Aborigine times in uh, in Australia would like dig holes, give birth, then walk miles after they gave birth. Yes, but we are talking about a little eighteen year old girl who's very petite. You don't think they were not eighteen? We're talking like olden days, like when people had babies at thirteen. Like, okay, I don't give a fuck. But they have like you know <laughs> they're not prissy asses and shit. So that's what I'm saying. Like. It's true. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We're talking about a privileged white girl. It's true. Okay? No. We can agree to disagree. That's fine. But there's <laughs> something that's not sitting well with me with this. I agree. I mean, sh- I think that in theory she's capable, but probably in execution not. 
I'm pretty sure someone helped her dig that hole and put the baby in it. And like the whole flower thing seems like a very maternal thing to do. So it's kind of like I'm leaning towards because it was shallow, right? Yeah, I believe so. I don't remember how deep. So I'm I'm leaning towards this was like her and her mom. Like her mom went out and dug a hole. Oh, I feel like the mom knew. I feel like right. the mom knew and the mom's just playing stupid. And again, guys, this is completely theory. Like we don't know. We'll never truly know. And people are allowed to theorize. But like the mom could have dug a hole, could have put the baby in it. The whole flower thing seems very like maternal. Like, okay, I'm going to go put this out there because when you said earlier, like, oh, she had done, she remembered doing that for her grandparents, so she did it. That seems mm-hmm. like a little bit of a disconnect because as someone who has buried parents and grandparents, it's like, that's not what's on your mind. Typically, typically someone tells you, like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, and and so for me, I could see where, like, a, an actual mother, someone who had, like, cared for a child would think, like, well, I want to send this child off with, like, something good. And I mean, and according to her story, she'd only known about the baby, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that in two or three weeks, she had developed this, like, I don't know, connection? No, no way. And my theory is that she already knew about it because when she says to the doctor, like, I don't want to tell my mom, like, I'm sorry, but if I was 18 years old and someone had just told me I was 32 weeks pregnant, I'm pretty sure I would have shit my pants and needed my mom. <laughs> There's no way I'm just going to be like, Okay, well, I need the birth control so that my mom doesn't suspect anything. It's really strange. And mm-hmm. I've spent days like I've been watching this and then I was originally going to do it. And then the trial happened and I was like, let me wait. And then it's like, then you start learning more about the family and everything and that dynamic because that wasn't really out before. And ugh. it's crazy. It's this whole thing. And, you know, the sad thing is that there was a child taken from this world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if the baby was born stillborn, th- I mean, that's a huge possibility because she wasn't taking care of herself. She Mm-mm. if she had an eating disorder, I'm sure she was trying to get back to her weight. So she probably was doing things. Right. I don't know what eating disorder she had. They made it sound like maybe she was like purging. Right. So the baby wouldn't be getting a lot of nutrients. It sounds like when you said earlier it was a full term baby or would have been a full size baby. It sounds like the baby was tiny. Yeah. And the other thing, too, was like she told whether this is true or not. She told her parents like when she got the birth control, she started taking it. So there's that, too. I mean, there is the thought that if you take enough birth control, you can cause yourself to have a miscarriage. Yeah. But I mean, at 32 weeks or further, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's nuts. And just last little thing before we go, like she was compared with Casey Anthony. And I don't think that's completely fair at all. Bullshit. Casey Anthony killed her kid and then put it in a trunk for five days. Speculation. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. But I do not see Skylar as innocent in the infant's life either. No, I don't either. Like I said, I don't feel like justice was served for Annabelle. Sadly, but, you know, at this point, the only thing left to do is since the remains were returned, they can have their services and closure for everyone involved at this point. And that's really all you can ask for, I guess. And at the end of the day, she has to live with the decisions she made. And I'm glad that judge stood up and said things like she needed to hear it. You may not have directly meant to do this, but your actions before you gave birth led you to that moment. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up our stabby snippet for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to come hang out in the Facebook group tomorrow for our movie night. We're going to be watching Clue. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's going to wrap us up here for um, anniversary week. Woot woot. Anniversary week. Yeah. yeah. And in case you missed it on Monday, uh, we did post that any new patrons that join the Spookster Club will be receiving one of our new pins as a thank you this week only. So you have through Sunday to go ahead and get that. But yeah. We will go ahead and catch you. If we don't catch you on Friday, we'll catch you on Monday for our regular episode. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.